Well, things got sticky in the Bay for the Mets, not just for Max Scherzer, but Saturday and Sunday, the Mets had the Saturday scaries and they rode them into Sunday scaries, losing the last two. But overall, Figgy, a seven and three road trip mixed in with a little bit of Hollywood drama with Max Scherzer being suspended for 10 games. We'll take an in-depth look at what happened with Max Scherzer, the suspension, and what's going to become of Max Scherzer afterwards. You look at Francisco Alvarez getting more of an opportunity and looking at the rest of this Mets lineup starting to wake up. And will David Peterson be on his way out? And when will Justin Verlander be back? And where is Nelson Figueroa going? He'll give his new job announcement, and I'll learn how to say rosin and sweat in Spanish, amongst other things, as... We take a trip to the Nelson Figueroa Spanish Academy where I might have got a nice B minus. So you're going to want to hear why I became a good student this week. And it's all coming up next on a busy edition of Amazing But True from the New York Post. Queens, New York. Mets take the field. So amazing. Amazing but true. Orange and blue. So amazing. Here's the pitch. New York Post. It's out of here. We got you. Ooh, welcome back to Amazing But True, our New York Mets podcast from the New York Post. I'm your host, Jake Brown, alongside my co-host, former Mets pitcher, Emmy Award winner on SNY, Nelson Figueroa. No highlights from a montage because the Mets split a four-game set with the Giants. But Figgy, they go 7-3 and three on the road trip. In my mind, that is a success. Sunday was frustrating. Listen, Drew Smith, I cannot and will not until he proves otherwise. Trust him. I know his numbers have been okay, Figgy, but overall, he puts guys on. He raises your heart rate. Do not eat bacon while he is on the mound because, you know, your your heart rate will elevate. And once again, he blew it. I thought you had to go to Adovino there. I'm not going to nitpick April bullpen decisions. But in a tie game, Adovino not pitching on Saturday, there's zero reason for him to not be in the game on Sunday. And the Mets lose as he gives up a run. They couldn't score enough. You know, you could say they left too many guys on earlier, Figgy. A lot of guys, a seven-line army on the base pass. But, you know, you split the series, but Sunday was definitely a frustrating end to it. Yeah, you saw Buck kind of go right to a pinch hitter early on in the game, trying to capitalize on an opportunity. It was one of those games where it's a 4 o'clock start. You know that the shadows are going to play a factor. Pitching becomes much more difficult to hit as the game gets long and those shadows creep up to the mound. Um, Buck tried to you know jump on top of something that he felt was going to work, and it didn't work out, unfortunately. But um, it was a good ball game. 4-4, you lose 5-4, you have a successful West Coast trip. Anybody would have taken a successful West Coast trip like that. 7-3, and three, and you didn't have – yes, it's 7-3, and three, but as we're coming home, that flight, you're starting to think about all your wounded that you have on, on board, and that's a very big concern. They played really good baseball. They did what they had to do in Oakland, played the Dodgers very well, played the Giants very well as well. They let that one kind of get away from them, but again, it wasn't a blowout. It wasn't a, okay, they just you know threw anybody out there. They, they gave it a, a good fight. They just weren't able to put the icing on the cake for a very good road trip. And Buck Showalter, Figgy, said after the game why he didn't pitch Robertson or Adovino. By the way, neither had pitched in a game since Wednesday. 
So you want to talk about guys who are more than ready to go in the eighth inning. Buck cited the importance of rest over a long season. And this I question, he said he considers Drew Smith an equal weapon to those two. I don't know if Buck's getting a little old. If <laughs> I mean, what? I mean, I know the stats wise, you can argue that's true, but I am not putting Drew Smith in the same stratosphere as Adovino or Robertson. Am I wrong? Well, if you go to the other names that are in the bullpen, what other name can you even put in Drew Smith's stratosphere, right? Jeff so bring him, baby. That slider. I, lo- I love <laughs> the Jeff- sweeper, the sweeper, sweeper the, the new pitch all over baseball sweeper. It's a sweeper. It's, it's just a, a slider, a bigger cutter. So cutters are short and tight. Now they're making these balls go and break more horizontal movement, moving laterally. That's something that, you know, everybody seemed to take in a liking to it's, it's making the batters have to chase balls out of the zone uh, once again. So having said that, yes, he has to be counted on. As one of those guys, that's what I think he meant by that. It wasn't necessarily like he deserves these same opportunities, but they have to be able to go to other guys. And it, not that it was a throwaway game, but you, you feel like if he's able to get through that, you're better off just in case it stays tied. You have Ottavino and you have Robertson for the back end when you take a lead. You're not going to throw your closer just because it's the ninth inning and it's a tie ball game. No, you're going to wait till you have a lead to use your closer um, or closers uh, with either one of those guys being the guy that you go to. So you got to pump up Drew Smith as well. You can't go out there and go, well, I didn't want to use him really. <laughs> he's not He's not as good. You're not going to say that. So you got to kind of give him that vote of confidence until he proves otherwise. The more and more he proves otherwise, then you don't even have to mention it because everybody will know that he's not in the same caliber as those two. Yeah, I mean, we'll see it in April. Maybe we'll see it. I always point to Cinco de Mayo. I don't know why. It's just like a an early holiday in the season. It's before Memorial Day, and I point to that. But, you know, Jeff Brigham, you know, we joke it is early, but he has this, this confidence in him, and he's got that sweeper as we called it. He had four strikeouts on Sunday. He hasn't given up a run yet. It's only been four innings. It might just be early and guys see tape of him and he starts to stink it up. That happened with Drew Smith where he had success for six weeks and then got rocked. But I think Brigham's got some good stuff. I was surprised to make the opening to your roster, but he could be that other guy along with Rayleigh that you kind of trust in getting the ball to Ottavino and Robertson. Those could be your two go-tos this season. Again, Buck talks about maybe not overusing guys, and maybe that's his point here, but rarely look good again on Sunday, and those two guys are your guys. You still need one more, but at least Brigham could maybe, maybe be that bridge guy that you've desperately been seeking from within because you're just it's just too early to make a move in the season. Oh, it, it is too early to make a move. And again, you're still playing winning baseball, so there's no need to panic. So you're giving guys opportunities. You're giving the Brighams of the world more opportunities to to go in, into deeper parts of the game, more meaningful parts of the game. What I like about Brigham is that he has no fear. There's no fear. He's not throwing 102 miles an hour. He's throwing 93, 94, 95, but he has the uh, wherewithal, the the savvy to pitch up in the strike zone with that fastball, use the sweeper occasionally, then, you know, mix it up. Don't have to always go to the sweeper with two strikes. Don't always have to go to the fastball to start off hitters. So being unpredictable and not a guy that they, you know, have a game plan for, you know, they know what he throws. You can look it up on, on the internet, see what, what pitches he uses and maybe his usage of it. But for him, it's just about being unpredictable, pounding the strike zone, getting ahead early, and not leaving too many pitches over the middle of the plate. And luckily for the Mets, you know, the bullpen was saved on Friday when they did win seven, nothing. Thanks to not what I said on the last show, the slurve, but the churf. 
and I can't say churro because it makes me want churros desperately. And I love churros. Who doesn't love churros? I never get the churro though from like the cart that's at the subway. If you get that, the you know, I'm I'm worried about you. You got to get it from like an established place. Luckily, the place next to my building has churros and it has some of them have the cream filling. It's great. Anyways, I could talk about churros here for hours. Knocker. Amazing, amazing, but churros here with the New York Post. But he was good. And there's something too. And, you know, you did it when you came here in your first start in front of your home fans. He goes to his home and in, in the Bay and he's got a lot of family there and he was filthy. And that pitch is filthy and the drop on it, like. I, you could break it down better than me, but that churve is a nasty pitch. And this is a guy that we kind of looked at as like that depth piece that's if guys go down, they'll have to do it. Well, he becomes extra important because we'll get into a minute about Max Scherzer's absolutely redonkulous 10-game suspension, which we'll talk about in the ESPN broadcast. Talked about it like he was doing 25 to life. The amount of time they talked about it. But it makes Lucchese's role important, and maybe he has a role here. You know, we expect Verlander back, and we'll talk about that as well. Scherzer will be back in, in 10 days. But Lucchese could be this guy in the rotation with David Peterson, another guy who's just been getting pounded. Uh, he could be taking his spot as, you know, a lefty-for-lefty lefty replacement. And I don't think fans would be mad at it after what they saw from him over the weekend. Uh, there's no way you could possibly complain about the job that Lucchese did. What I really loved about him from pitch number one was, you know, there was some nerves in the beginning, right? And this guy's a, a, a veteran guy. He's been pitching in the big league since he was 24 years old. When the Mets got him, he was a kid who had um, more years and more time, service time under where you didn't have to worry about him becoming a free agent. And he kind of hit his stride right before he wound up having the Tommy John. Remember, even the guys that were on the bench, he had, I think, five or six starts in a row where his ERA was under a 1-5. And they started doing the symbol every time they got hits. They were doing the Cherub symbol, you know, you know, in honor of him because he had to leave the team and, and go where he carried that team during the during, you know, some of the downtime with some of their starters. Um, he's a guy who knows how to pitch. And what I love about him is that he's the opposite of what most pitchers are today. He's not throwing 100 miles an hour. He's not throwing, you know, this nasty breaking late slider that they can't keep in the zone. He's pounding the zone with strikes. He's moving the ball up and down, in and out. Uh, 92, 93 is what you see out of him. But what you do see is some funky mechanics. You see him deceptive, deceptive, hiding the baseball really well. And I think each time he faced a guy, they got kind of three or four pitches in different sequences, which kept them really off on their toes. And that churve. Again, the idea of a churve is what you know when you're throwing a change up, you're trying to turn the ball over. Uh, so for a lefty, he's trying to turn his hand inside the baseball. So that'd be rotating it clockwise. So from 12 to three o'clock, and that would make the ball kind of tail away from a right-handed hitter. He goes the opposite way with it. And so he throws it like it's a slow curveball, hence the churve. Um, so it's like a change up and a curve mixed together. So it becomes a really slow breaking ball that kind of moves the other way that a normal change up would. So for a, a hitter, he sees, okay, this isn't a fastball. This is probably his change up, but it's actually going towards the right-handed hitter instead of going away from the right-handed hitter. And it, it kind of is just a little confusion. And that's all it needs. Uh, that's all you need when, you know, most average pitches are coming in in less than half a second. He is able to use that pitch and and befuddle hitters. It's when, you know, he faces the same team several times again if they get hip to that kind of trick. But as of right now, that was one of the games, one of the best games I've ever seen him pitch and great to do it in front of the friends and family. Two years in the waiting. And uh, definitely if you said to me, hey, Luke Casey's going to have uh, the best outing by a Met starter um, uh, for the season thus far, I would have said you're crazy. And that would be a very 
bad sign for the team, but it's been more about what this offense and defense has been able to do more so than worrying about the starting pitchers who continue to go down. Um, the case is going to be a vital part of this uh, Met team staying afloat for over the next month or so. He's coming home. He's coming home. Tell the world, Lucas, he's coming home. Let the churve wash the giants away. All right, that's enough out of me. Uh, Jake Brown, Nelson Figueroa, Amazing But True podcast. In a couple of minutes, Nelson Figueroa will announce where he is going, where his next job will be. He still will be with us. He stuck with me for season four, unfortunately, for him and for me. No, I'm just kidding. We're glad that you're staying with us. You'll now be able to watch the Mets with your new role, which is nice that, unfortunately, the Ducks lose you. And, you know, they made a big deal of Daniel Murphy's, like, batting practice, essentially. Like, every at-bat, Murphy is getting, like, TMZ Long Island treatment, like Peter Schwartz on the scene reporting live from batting practice for a you know, exhibition game. Uh, they, I, I get it. You get that? You got to get the clicks out of Murphy while he's there because, you know, the way he was talking about it, he was like, you know, if I start to struggle, I'm dropping the bat and going home. Like, they're not paying him enough to stay there all year if he just can't hit. But it looks like he can still hit. We'll see how that works out. And don't forget to look back and watch that interview on the New York post sports, YouTube or the audio broken up in the last two episodes. We also will go to the Academy. No guests today, but we'll go to the Nelson Figueroa Spanish Academy later and lots cooking as the Mets will return home Tuesday nationals for three and then the Braves for four. So it's a, the Monday, the fourth game is a 1 PM game. So I think we're going to do the show after that Monday game. Might have to uh, get a little Monday matinee special. Let's hope the weather is nice. I I don't mind a little Monday matinee. You know, while everyone's at work, just go to the ball game and have yourself a nice lobster roll and maybe a churro one day. There's another. Who churro. says a lobster roll when they go to a ball game? It's supposed I to be know. have a, have you know have some nachos, have a have a beer, have a hot dog. No, Jake, it's a lobster roll. Well, my friend Nicole on on radio, she's a big pretzel girl. She goes to games and all she'll get is pretzels. And I say to her like. Come to City Field and get a lobster roll. People are like, are like well, that's not a baseball food. I'm like, it's a good food. It doesn't have to be a baseball food. If it's good and you're at a game, you eat it. I don't think those foods that are restricted, they eat at ball games. You know, maybe something like ribs that get you all sloppy and messy. You don't want slobber everywhere. But anyways, this, we've gone off the deep end. No, 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 no. Unless you have a mouse in your pocket, don't say we. I can't even swim, so I don't know why I keep going off the deep end when I'm, uh, you know, I literally could barely doggy paddle without losing my breath here. But a guy who's not doggy paddling because he just accepted his loss is Max Scherzer, and he gets 10 games, Figgy. I think it's a joke, I and I said this on the last show. I think Phil Cuzzy's the only umpire that seems to have an issue with this because no other guy's gotten, you know, thrown out and now suspended. He's using a legal substance with rosin and sweat. Sweat is literally something that every person in the history of mankind creates unless you're, I guess there is a disease that you don't sweat. And sometimes I wish I had that disease because I was sweating my balls off at the garden on Sunday for game four at the garden. Let's go Knicks, baby. So these are legal things and they determined he had too much of it. And Hart says, and he drosis is the inability to sweat. So shout out to shout out to them. I would, I would think it's anhydrosis, not anhy. Anhy. I know Anheuser Bush. I don't know about <laughs> anhydrosis. Some people aren't Anheuser Bush fans. Anyways, you know, I'll hand it to you because you could break this down. I think it's a joke. I thought he should have maybe got a fine. I get what the rules say, but he wasn't doing anything extra. He had an official there. He explained it. 
He's not going to appeal. And an already, you know, Mets rotation that's shorthanded with Carrasco to the IL, with Peterson giving up seven runs, getting rocked, with Verlander still out. Now Scherzer out for two two starts. I mean, they couldn't use it. But putting that to the side, I was not a fan of this. What say you on the suspension? And I would love uh, after that, the you know, rosin sweat breakdown as a pitcher and, and what that creates. Yeah. It, it, it's real simple. The suspension is more so for the rest of baseball than for Max Scherzer. If you get a chance to have a big fish on the hook, you do something that make everybody take notice that they're not playing games. Okay. That's a Max is part of the uh, players association. Could he take the stance of I'm going to fight this thing? It probably looks really bad on baseball if he fights this thing. But at the same time, you start realizing that um, in the bylaws, MLB is the arbitrator of said case if he wets arbitration about it. So you're not really going to win that one. And it's going to look really bad that you don't have an independent arbitrator hearing this case because the facts are simple, right? He's using legal substances, but they feel he's using too much of said legal substances, which they asked him to wash off his hands. And David Cohn did a fantastic job of showing this, although it took a long while and while the game was going on of it's not so much that you wash your hands, but it was when he used alcohol that changes the chemical structure of it and makes it clumpier and stickier. And that's where you saw him hold on to the baseball with just his top two fingers and the ball never left his fingers. Right. And that's because of the alcohol. It changes the way that, that the rosin mixes together. Sweat is totally different. Water, sweat, and alcohol, three different, you know, viscosities. You know what that word means, Jake? It's definitely an SAT word, viscosity. Let me try and break it down. Viscosities, textures? Texture to the part of like, when it comes to like oil or water, the, the way that it feels, right? It's the texture of what it would take to get through that that substance. So if you have a thicker and thicker viscosity things, you're realizing that it's going to mix with it and it's going to clump up. So that's what they were feeling, that they the clumping up of what was happening. And it was because of the alcohol that he was using to wash his hands. You can't just wash your hands when you have rosin on it. You can't just use soap and water. It just makes it stickier. The more it dries, the stickier it gets. So he goes back out there and knowing that he's going to get checked, you know, this isn't where he's trying to get one over on them. He knows he's getting checked. At any time, this isn't the Michael Pineda with pine tar dripping down his neck. No, he knows. He's going out there literally with his hands open. I just washed my hands in front of an MLB person with alcohol. I'm putting rosin on my hands. It's too sticky. In fact, they said it was the stickiest hand that they have touched in three years of testing pictures and uh, of how sticky their hands are. That's what they said. They went even a step further and said, innings later, they still felt the tackiness on their fingers. I think it's a bit much, but they're going to band together to make sure, like I said, a big name is getting suspended, slap on the wrist because it's not like it's a, you know, it's not a substance abuse or or a PED suspension. They're suspending him for two starts, right? He's going to miss two starts. He'll come back. Hey, for the Mets, I know you need him right now, but it's kind of monitoring his his workload, right? So he gets a little downtime. He's going to find a way to deal with this a little bit better for day games. Because also with day games is sunscreen. That is a number one thing that guys were using was sunscreen and rosin. Because again, the viscosity of the sunscreen is different. And when you first put it on, it's really slick. But once it dries, it becomes very tacky. Then you're able to really hold the baseball with a looser grip, but have more feel for throwing 90 
two 93, 94 mile an hour sliders where normally you'd have to grip the ball tighter, which slows the ball down, which means you would throw it like 85 to 87. So these guys are now used to doing this. They have to change the way that they throw the ball. You're seeing more hit by pitches, more walks, things of that nature, because, you know, the inconsistencies with what they're using. As you said earlier, we're going to talk about the baseballs themselves. But for Scherzer, it is what it is. He's not going to fight it. He's going to just ride this thing out. Buck Showalter, could he have defended him tooth and nail? Absolutely. But for what? What are you going to do? You're just going to keep stirring the pot and it's going to be an issue every single time he pitches. You want it to die down and let Max Scherzer be you know, one of the best pitchers in baseball when he's on the mound, not worrying about, oh my God, is he using illegal substances? And that was a big thing. Everyone was like, why didn't Buck defend him? Buck is playing the long-term game here. He doesn't want it to become a big story because he gets tossed and it's ejection, it's a video, and then it's like, all right, now we got to check it extra extra hard. You know, Buck is in in on this, so he's thinking about the long game. You got to remember the Dodgers. The Dodgers, you know, just had Max Scherzer on their team just recently, so that's a little mind game you can play with them. So you think Max- Dave Roberts was like, check him? He was my pitcher. I saw him do this stuff. That's interesting. I never thought about that. That's you've not a bad seen point. Max. You've seen Max Scherzer kind of get unraveled before, right? Remember when they first started checking and he got literally dropped his pants? It was like Laguardia. Yeah, they make your pants. <laughs> my my friend Luke famously his pants fell down when he had to take the belt off, and he's like just almost butt naked at, at the airport checking his pants anyway continue. Uh, well i'm glad for our podcast listeners luke was uh just you know made a fool of anyway what, <laughs> he had what, underwear on don't worry what, what, I, what i mean for scherzer is that yeah you're gonna do everything you can to mess with them right and all it takes honestly it doesn't take dave roberts going out there and and you know putting an appeal in you know what it takes uh, one of the hitters saying hey you know his glove is a little you know it looks like he's going to his glove you know, the umpires go and check him. They check his glove and they say, hey, it's a little sticky. Change gloves. He did that. Came back out. Wash your hands. He did that. So he did everything they asked him to do. And yet they still came back and said it was too sticky. So, and you saw him lose his, you know, sugar, honey, iced tea and gets tossed. It was successful for the Dodgers. Um, the Mets still found a way, you know, to piece it together and, and play really good baseball, which is what they continue to do. I'm not worried about this. I'm not worried about what, you know, what comes from this, but I really just feel like this was an opportunity for baseball to say, look, we got enough of a reason to do this. Let's do this and get this over with. As soon as you say clump, I can't help but think of the nutty professor. And it's a great And you keep, you said clump over and over. And because and that's what they were complaining about. The, his hands were getting clumpy. I mean, I just think a shove a shove And uh, thank you for reminding me of nutty. Growing up, that was one of my favorites in the clumps. And me and my brothers used to do the lines from that movie all the time. Amazing but true. Jake Brown, Nelson Figueroa. At Amazing but true on Twitter, at Jake Brown Radio, at Figgy and Y. My philosophy also was he did come in with the bad back. This gives him 10 days. And I bet that factored into his appeal too. He was thinking to himself, this is basically an IL trip for me. I'll relax a little bit. You know, he wants to be out there and he was dealing too, which is what made it frustrating. But, you know, them coming back to win that game after that was impressive by our guy. You weren't on this episode, but the our Jimmy Yacobona is playing stoop ball at college point Queens getting it done that day. So Jimmy Yacobona continues to uh, come out of nowhere and save the Mets. And he did that. Jeff Brigham, like I said, doing that. And David Peterson, what do you do here? Do you, when Verlander's back and it seems like it, it might line up, which is pretty interesting to be against his old team in Detroit. I mean, the Mets never play the Tigers and they're playing them in Detroit and it might be Verlander's first start of the year, which is very interesting. That'll be either Wednesday 
or Thursday, May 3rd or 4th, if everything goes okay, he'll have a rehab start Friday, and then that Wednesday night versus Detroit, or Thursday afternoon at Detroit, he'll be back. But when he's back, you know, I guess when Scherz is back from suspension, are you done with Peterson? I know, you know, he's had outings, he's given up seven, seven, and six runs. He's been getting shelled. You kind of got to keep him for now, but do you replace him with Budo immediately? You give him one start. What do you do with David Peterson? Yeah, David Peterson, um, you know, he's not helping himself, uh, falling behind, a lot of a lot of walks, a lot of runners on base, a lot of traffic, and where you make one mistake and you know, it leads to disaster and you're backing up bases and you're wondering, man, I just I had a guy, I got ahead and I wasn't able to put him away. He's got big league stuff. He's got, you know, when he's right, he's he's, you know, a very, very tough major league pitcher. But it just seems to go in these spurts for him, right? He's streaky. He has five good starts and he has five bad starts. Reminds you a lot of Steven Matz, right? Matz came in, hit the ground running that first game where it was amazing. Oh, my God, this guy had three hits. What couldn't he do, right? Then all of a sudden, he would always be like the first seven starts of the season, money. Next seven starts, ADRA, couldn't get out of the fourth inning. And you had to figure out who's the real Steven Matz. Well, we're starting to get that way with David Peterson. You you like him. You know, he's young. He's gritty. He's determined because he keeps getting pushed out of the rotation, but he keeps finding his way back in. So the opportunities are there. You just want him to make the most of it, but he can't be as consistent as he needs to be. And by consistent, I don't need him to strike out nine. He struck out eight last time. And some people be like, oh, well, at least he struck out eight. But he missed big pitches when he needed to make big pitches to get big outs and keep the score from continuing to climb up. That's what a starter's supposed to do. It, it, it's, the, the strikeouts are going to come. That's great. But I, I need a guy that you know, can can turn a ball over in a, in a fastball count, throw a, a changeup down in the zone, get me a ground ball double play and get me out of an inning. Make use of, of this great defense that you have up the middle, especially with Lindor. And when Lindor Guillaume out there, Lindor McNeil are out there, it doesn't matter. They're able to turn double plays um, very efficiently up the middle, and you want to give these guys an opportunity to help you out. Yeah, I see Peterson getting one more start probably, and then he's gone. And, you know, if he gets rocked, if he has a great start, he stays you got Budo. Dylan Bundy's given up eight homers and two minor league starts. So I don't see, I don't think we're seeing the Dylan Bundy show anytime soon. Speaking of young guys in the Mets, Francisco Alvarez homered on Sunday on a, on a slider high. Great, you know, great swing by the kid. You know, people overreact to April games. We get it all the time. This kid, Figgy, this season has one, two, three, four, five, six. Sunday was his seventh start of the year. I get it. He's four for 27. People are going to say he's overmatched at the plate. You got to give him more time. I mean, people already want to send him back to Syracuse after seven starts. And good on Buck for playing him a little bit more here. He played him over Nito a bit more than he was, and that's great. And I still think they should keep playing him. I mean, he hasn't necessarily been an automatic out. You know, he's striking out every game at least once, sometimes twice, one game, three times. So he's not putting together the best at-bats. But it's seven, seven starts. I don't know about you, Figgy. I think you keep rolling him out there for at least four days a week. See what you got in him because Nito hasn't been hitting well either. And you're without Narvaez. You're in a tough position. But give the kid a chance before Mets Twitter says, 
I'm done with Alvarez. He's a bust. There's a lot more to his game. The hitting was supposed to be the the easy part for him, and that's not coming along as quickly as everyone would hope, especially himself. I'm I'm sure he's utterly frustrated by the way that he's his at bats look, and and you know he's looking overmatched, and there's no reason he should be looking overmatched. The, the the pitching doesn't all of a sudden get so immensely better that it's unhittable for a guy like Alvarez. Um, his home run, nice. Uh, chase the ball out of the zone. <laughs> He's been doing. He happened to get a guy who doesn't throw a hundred miles an hour. It's the high velocity guys that give him the fits with the up, you know, high fastball. This is a slider that didn't slide. It just moved up uh, in in the zone, and he was able to get a, enough of it to just get it over the wall. Fantastic, great home run. He's still batting a buck forty. You seem to be on the Mets Twitter side. The way no, 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 no. He, Listen, he, he, he shouldn't he, be playing. No, no, not saying he shouldn't be playing. I want him to play better. I, I need a number one prospect in baseball to look like a number one prospect in baseball. Yeah. What's the name of the kid for the Baltimore, the catcher? Rushman? Yes. He was a guy who came up, and as soon as he came up, I think he was a home run the first night. might have been four hits. He's one of those guys that go out there, and he's an, a, a, amazing at bat. He's the leader of the team, and they don't look back. Yes, they're the Baltimore Orioles, and he was going to get more, you know, a, a longer leash. But, you know, what is Buck supposed to do? Give praise to a kid who's batting a buck 43? Give praise to a kid who, you know, a pass ball here and there that moves a runner over? Uh, you know, those are the little things that he's looking for this kid to really excel at. Things that you can control, you have to be able to excel at. And that's one of the things that I really hope that they're focusing on. They're focusing on just him being, you know, a one-dimensional player. That's not going to help his game. Um, he's got to have an all overall game. And that's the first extra base hit by a Met catcher and <laughs> we're in April 23rd right now. So again, another thing in baseball bingo that if you would have told me that it would have taken that line, I said, you're crazy with Francisco Alvarez having seven starts and we finally got an extra base hit. No way. But this is the reality that you're dealing with right now. The ineptitude of the catching position, the, the curse of McCann, as I'll call it, these guys are just struggling at the plate right now, but the team is still winning baseball games. I still think it's seven games. I agree. He's got to be better. I mean, we know that, but I'm not ready to write him off as some people are saying he's overmatched. He has been, but doesn't mean one. he could have one big game and he's back in a groove, back in the New York groove as the Mets will be this week returning to City Field. So let's see what he does this week. I want to see what he does at home, you know, in front of the home fans, maybe a couple dingers. But, yeah, his defense has been a little spotty. And he's striking out too much. He's got to put better at bats together. He's got to put the ball in play and not in a double play. Hit it in the outfield, get a run in. You know, one more run when they, you know, load the bases today, they probably win this game. So they came very close to taking three out of four. Amazing but true. Jake Brown, Nelson Figueroa, the Nelson Figueroa Spanish Academy is coming. The Mets are home against the Nats. And then the Braves, as they're right on the precipice here of first place by the way viscosity is the state of being thick so it sums me up well sticky and that part doesn't and semi-fluid in consistency oh boy due to internal friction wow that is i was not good at science no wonder why that is that is a lot of words within a big word defining a big word wow that is that's an interesting definition as the mets enter they come monday a half game out 14 and 8 are the braves 14 and 9 are the mets the Marlins are 12 and 10. The Phillies are 11 and 12 and the Nationals 7 and 14. If you're the Mets here, Figgy, you got to have a nice five and two homestand. I think you should be able to sweep the Nats at least two out of three and then either split or three out of four, preferably against the Braves. You should be able to do that. Get some of these uh, division foes out of the way 
and beat up on them. All right, Figgy, the time has come now as people have been waiting. You have an announcement to make. Where are you going next besides being on Amazing But True Mondays, doing our couple more live shows? Where will you be going? I'm going to take my talents down to South Beach. No, I'm kidding. I'll be taking my talents to WPIX. I'll be joining the talented group over there of sports reporting uh, with WPIX. Um, it's I've been working with them. You know, I do the Sports Nation show on Sunday nights. I've been doing that for about two years, and it's been a lot of fun. You know, keep myself relevant, keep myself uh, you know on the pulse of what's going on, especially in baseball. I report on the Mets and Yankees. So it's been great to get to know them and an opportunity has come up. And that was why I stepped down from the Long Island Ducks. I wasn't going to be able to do uh, both jobs at the same time, um, not at least well. So I decided to uh, focus on this opportunity with WPIX and I'm looking forward to it, man. It's going to be a lot of fun. Well, my heartfelt congratulations to you. <laughs> uh, Picks 11, WPIX Picks 11. It is channel 11 on your televisions and usually channels change from you know provider to provider but i believe picks 11 pretty consistently 11 5 11 in hd if you want to watch it in hd which most people do nowadays yeah so i think it's standard now yeah and i guess more details hopefully next week there's not a lot of cats that can be left out of the bag or you become carlos beltron and be gone before we even started the job so we, <laughs> we, we'd rather avoid that route but picks 11 you will see nelson figueroa at some point, very, very soon. So stay tuned till next week for that. All right. Well, we'll stick with Figgy because he still has a job as professor of the Nelson Figueroa Spanish Academy. That's next on Amazing But True. That commercial we did with Bogey, it's coming. Bienvenidos, mi gente. We are now entering the Nelson Figueroa Spanish Academy. Dieta Restringida. Oh, my God. Dieta... Is that even Spanish? Oh, did I just roll my R? I think you rolled a T. It was awful. <laughs> Manejando Borracho. Manejando Borracho. <laughs> Why did it sound like you got zapped? Well, I'm trying to switch up the tongue rotations and mm. get it, get the tongue right. You got to believe. Tienes que creer. Tienes que creer. You make it sound so good. I just can't roll the R, but otherwise. Awful. Bore, tienes que creer. Amen. How do you say amen? Uh, you just said it. I can't remember this stuff. It is hard. You just say yes. We, uh, see. There you go. I knew you could do it. Bienvenidos, mi gente, a la Academia de Español. You like that, the way that sounds, bro? The, the voice gets deeper, a little accent, you know, try to mix it up for you. Three for showtimes, four for theaters, five for popcorn. <laughs> well, why don't you tell me what movie you want to see? Uh, I miss those days. I, I used to have fun calling in and, and just pressing the numbers and hearing the voice. So. Isn't that great? That, that's how old we are. See, you're old, bro. You're see, old. I'm getting that's old, too. Means. Not as old as you. Some uh, people think are in your 50s. According to Mama McGill. Well, Mama McGill, that, I got to go back on that one. Anyway, you're welcome to the Nelson Figueroa Spanish Academy, where Jake, the worst student of all time, is continuing to try and get better. His uh, fluency is not, <laughs> its uh, viscosity is very, very. Here we thick. go. Went from kinetic change <laughs> to viscosity. Year, year to year, a new scientific word you you bring to the show. Yeah, he, he's been struggling. But, you know, we love to see him give it a good old, tr good Harvard try. Today's Ofster try. Good Ofster try. Oof. Like yeah, I say, see, I went Harvard. I, I went way shot yeah. for the moon, bro. 
Yeah, let's keep it. Let's keep it at my 3.0 GPA. Come on, <laughs> C's equal degrees. So the Nelson Ross Spanish Academy. We're gonna go our first word: sticky substance. In honor of, of course, Max Scherzer, sustancia pegajoso. Now this is substance and not stuff, or it's the same thing. Substance, so not stuff. Stuff, algo, algo thing. That's the easy I'll, one. Algo. So it'll be. All right, here we go. Do say it again. Sustancia pegajosa. Sustancia. It sounds like Pegasus. Sustancia pegajosa. Not bad. One more That's time. It. Is it sustancia or sustan? No, sustancia. Sustancia pegajosa. Pegajosa. See, that was pretty good. It wasn't bad at all. Sweat and rosin. Sweat being sudor. Sudor. Mm-hmm. And then you have rosin, rosina. And what's and? L and A? E. 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 So say it again. Sweat. Sudor, sudor y sudor rosina. Sudor y rosina. It sounds like a married Spanish couple. Not sudor rosina. E, not, e rosina. Not rosina. Rosina. Oh, that's impossible for my R rolling abilities. Ro, rosina. Sudor y <laughs> Sudor y rosina. It sounds like I'm growling at someone. It sounds like you're either brushing your teeth a little too far or... You say, Maybe you I got... should do a toothbrush demonstration. Bring a toothbrush. Should I go get a toothbrush to do this? No, should I brush don't. my teeth on here? Sudor y, sudor y Rosina. 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 And last but not least, what do we want? 10 game suspension, was it? Yep. Suspendido or 10 juegos? Suspendido or 10 juegos? Por 10 juegos. Por 10? Like Edwin? <laughs> Who is Diaz? Diaz. Diaz? Not Diaz. 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 Like Des Bryant almost, but with an I. Diaz. Okay. Diaz. Diaz. <laughs> Diaz. <laughs> Diaz. The Wizard of Diaz. <laughs> Where is the Wicked Witch of the West when you need her? Oh uh, what's God. the last word? I don't even remember. Suspendido. For Suspen- juegos. Juegos. What's juegos? Games? Games. Suspendido what, or... Where did this come from? Suspendido? Suspendido? Suspendido por 10 juegos. Suspendido por... Three for showtime. Suspendido. Suspendido por 10... Suspendido por 10... I tried to do it fast. Like, oh, it's, it's so close. Suspendido por diez. Suspendido por diez. Why do I keep saying fuego? <laughs> say fuego? It's, fire. it's exactly like fuego, but with an H. And it's the H like my English. Silent. I love the word Fuegos. fire. I'm saying Fuegos. it in Spanish. All right. Suspendido por diez huecos. Huecos. Suspendido por diez huecos. Not bad. Not yeah, bad. I like that been, one. This has been one of your better classes because, you know, not too many uh, rolling B minus. Yeah, this I, is a B minus. Rosina, I can't do. No, what? Oh my God, that is awful. Rosina. Yeah. Uh, that's a wrap. All right, that's a B minus. And we close out. Amazing but true next. So, those two things in the back that you normally can see underneath the chicken parm. Ah. 
Adios to episode 139 of Amazing But True. Maybe this first line, I, one day I got to learn in Spanish. That says goodnight to episode 139 of Amazing But True, our Mets podcast from the New York Post. Gracias a Jakey. <laughs> Thanks to you, Jake. No, read this all in Spanish. How about that? Let's try. Yeah, right. Not for you. You won't understand any of it. Thanks to you, Jake and Andrew Hartz, for producing the show, as always. Subscribe to Amazing But True on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Subscribe to the New York Post Sports YouTube page and watch all episodes. Find that Amazing But True playlist, and you'll see all episodes of our player interviews and clips. Give us a thumbs up below in the YouTube and comment section. And comment below. Follow on Twitter, Amazon, uh, Amazing But True, <laughs> Figgy NY, and at Jake Brown Radio. Amazon, what are you ordering today? Uh, every time I write it on my phone, that's the first thing that popped up. You got to order Amazon, some. Amazon But True. He's, yeah, the uh, autocorrect will always change it. So Right to Amazon. You would think, uh, who's the guy that owns Amazon? You'd think Bezos. Uh, Bezos and Murdoch got together and had a, oh, when the Giants come to town, do, do they have dinner with the uh, New York Giants and the San Francisco Giants? That's a classic Francesa clip. Well, you might be on Amazon ordering makeup, as you will be on PIX11 soon enough on the TV sets from SNY to PIX11 with the post in between. What a journey. What a ride. The Nelson Figueroa story. Coming Still going. Soon. Still going, coming on Amazon, but True Prime. It's a it's a new it's a new network that we are established. We have gone off the deep end. Well, this week the Mets will play the Nationals at home. I did say we were going to cover it. It's going to be impossible now with the Rangers and Knicks still alive and going on. But we'll see you at the ballpark and uh, enjoy a nice seven game homestand. It was easy on my wallet for a little bit, but now it's back. They're back. Lobster rolls and lots of calories. At City Field, we all love to do it. For Nelson Figueroa, I'm Jake Brown. We'll be back likely with an episode Friday. Stay tuned. Uh, it's a Thursday night game, so we'll see about when that'll. It should come out Friday morning. Stay tuned on Twitter at Amazing But True for that. All right, Figgy, let's close it out like we always do. On three, one, two, three. Let's, let's go, go Mets. <laughs> Unbelievable. Pro baby thinking about Chicken <laughs> Barbecue.